0: This is the Getzy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Getzy Health Podcast. I have my co-host Gina Warfel with us. Welcome, Gina. Hi, everyone. And we also have Dr. Michelle Jorgensen. Most people probably know her from... This is how I know her. She was on Carlin Call's Just Ingredients podcast. She did this phenomenal podcast about dental health and root canals and how it relates to certain autoimmune issues and body health issues and so we are so so lucky to have Dr. Michelle on our podcast to further the conversation talk about gut health and dental health as well as breathing issues that are caused by mouth it's not like mouth issues but it's like mouth structure and palate structure is that correct Dr. Michelle?
1: Yes. Yeah. We'll talk a lot about that.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I'm so excited because I had that question. I remember you emailed me and I said, I've been looking for two years to interview a dentist about palate issues and breathing issues and lip ties and all of these things that cause our mouths to be too small and which causes like crowding of our teeth. And apparently that's not normal, is it?
1: Well, it's not normal. However, I'm seeing it more and more today. And there's a lot of reason for that. And I'm sure you speak about a lot of those reasons in a lot of your other podcasts. (laughs) So uh, it all ties together. It all
0: ties together. Well, I'm really excited to dive more into that. First, can you tell us your story?
1: That's always everyone's first question is how in the world did you get into doing what you're doing? Because you're doing a lot of things different than, than other dentists are. And Really, I was another dentist. I was a general dentist practicing. I was doing everything everyone else was doing, you know, I was really focusing on patient care and, and those sorts of things. But while I was taking great care of people, I was getting worse and worse. My health was really deteriorating, and I didn't know what it was. I mean, you've heard this story multiple times, every single day probably, and I didn't know what it was, so I started down all the paths everyone does. I changed my diet, I started supplements, we, you know, added smoothies, just all the things that everybody does and got a little bit better, but it didn't get a lot better. And the two big things that I had were memory issues. I've always had a really good memory and I mm-hmm. stopped being able to remember anything. So I knew something was wrong, like drastically wrong. Yeah. And then I also had numbness in my hands so bad that I literally couldn't do my job anymore. And I didn't know what it was. And so MRIs, doctors, chiropractors, physical therapists, everybody, nobody could give me an answer. So I had my practice for sale. Oh
0: my gosh. Didn't know what I was
1: going to do for the rest oh. of my rest oh. of my life. And finally met another practitioner. He said, you know, you sound a lot like me. Have you looked into mercury poisoning? And Uh I said, well, I don't know what that would be. I don't have any mercury or amalgam fillings. And he said, oh, no, it's the ones that you've been drilling out for the last 15 years with no protection, breathing it all in. And I had no idea because the dental profession doesn't talk about this. They don't tell you that this could be dangerous for the dentist or Mm -hmm. the dental assistant or whomever sitting there while we're doing it. So I was a cosmetic dentist. I was drilling out all sorts of mercury fillings because people think they're ugly. I was telling people, hey, if you want to get these ugly black fillings out, let's take them out. So that's what I was doing day in and day out, breathing in mercury nonstop. And so it was killing my gut. It was killing my brain and it was killing all my nerves. So I had to figure out a way. The doctor said, all right, now we finally figured out what this is. You can't keep breathing it in and keep adding more mercury into your body if you're going to get it out and you're going to get better. So I had to figure out, was there a way to do that? And I found, interestingly enough, there were organizations that do this safe mercury removal. I had no idea. Like literally the dental profession knows nothing about this, which is Crazy, And why is that? Like,
0: why? Why is this like so taboo? And here's the thing, too. The culture around this as well, when you talk to other dentists, they make it sound so hoo-hoo-ha-ha, right? Like, this is weird. And like, no, they're actually just trying to scam you for more money. Why is there this culture around it? Why aren't they more open about it? Is it threatening to the dental establishment or... Like, what do you think?
1: Yes, it's threatening and it's threatening with reason because think about the way our litigious society works. Mm -hmm. If the FDA, ADA, anyone were to come out and say, okay, yes, mercury is bad for you. Mercury and dental fillings is bad for you. Every dentist who's ever placed or removed a mercury filling would be under class action lawsuits.
0: Stop it. You're kidding.
1: It's It's the way our country works. You know, I've seen it time after time after time in the food industry,
0: like in the farming industry and like the soda industry. Like, yes, I see this all the time, but I wanted you like I wanted to come from the horse's mouth because they simply
1: can't do it, can't do it for a legal reason. So they won't. In September, they actually issued a new mercury directive and said that they shouldn't be placed these fillings because the fillings I'm talking about, those silver fillings, everyone calls Mm -hmm. them silver they're 50% mercury oh. they have the day, oh. they, the day they started the day today. day. If you have one today, it's 50% mercury.
0: Oh my gosh. Filling.
1: So everyone says silver filling. Silver is actually one of the lowest percentage ingredients, wow. like 20% silver. 50% mercury. Oh my so gosh. So I've heard
2: so much about the debate between, is it like a higher risk to remove it, keep it in? What is your opinion on that? If people, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening, like I have those fillings. What's your recommendation? The debate is low
1: dose or high dose really, because it's low dose nonstop every single day. So there is research and this is not like <sighs> hooey crazy talk research. This is, you can go and look it up today on the internet and find article after article that's saying that that mercury is released without stimulation, meaning without even chewing, but particularly with stimulation. So every time you chew, every time you swallow, every time you get hot or cold food, every time you brush your teeth, it's released. Mercury vapor is released. So that's low dose. That's low dose nonstop all the time, every single day of your life, versus high dose when you get it removed. So we are very, very careful. There's protocols that you can use that you can remove these fillings safely without getting more mercury into your system. Now you're going to get more. You're going to get some during that removal no matter how safe we are. So we use a detox protocol before, during, and after that procedure to help the body get rid of it once it's released. Okay. And I think you're absolutely right. There is more.
2: It is really important, too, to have the right person do that, right? Like, I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, my dentist said that they would do it for me. Like, how do people know? know. What should they do?
1: There's an organization called the IAOMT. Anyone can look it up. IAOMT. And on there is a provider directory of people that have been trained in this protocol to be able to remove it safely you absolutely 100,000% need to find someone who can remove it safely. Otherwise, you are just going to load your body with a whole bunch of mercury. So
0: I'm literally having like a hot flash right now and like borderline (laughs) being triggered because my son, his teeth didn't grow in properly as a baby. So I took him to a dentist and he has silver fillings and I am losing my mind. And here's the thing is there was a part of my brain that I'm like, something doesn't feel right about this. Like that intuition. But I didn't know any better. And like, are there yeah. protocols for children? Like if there are moms out there whose kids have silver fillings, like, can
1: you well, work on- Well, thankfully he'll
2: lose those teeth, right? Like those are yes. all baby teeth.
1: But now I'm like, yes. I want them out now. Like-
2: Exactly. <laughs> right, right. So it's,
1: it's the same protocol. It's the same it's protocol. The same. We remove it safely. we replace it with the same material. It's interesting because I was just on the phone last night mm-hmm. with a holistic pediatric dentist in Oregon. She's mm-hmm. phenomenal- and she and I are working on some protocols that we can share Amazing. with other pediatric offices because to me, that's the place where we have to start. Yeah. And, you know, it's yes. interesting. Like I said, in September, there was a new directive saying that mercury fillings shouldn't be put in children under the age of six and pregnant women. So I'm glad. Oh but my then gosh. I always say, why everyone else? Yes. <laughs> if, if not under six and pregnant, well, then I don't want them either. Oh, you my know? gosh. So, so thankfully, they are making baby steps, but I don't think they're going to be able to they're go not any fast further. enough. Most European countries have completely banned it. They mm-hmm. are able to do it because yeah. their society, their litigious society is, is different. Ours isn't. So, so it, we have to educate people. We have to know here how to do yeah. it.
0: And this is the frustrating part because our government is so slow in protecting us. And we, the people have to find people like you, Dr. Michelle, to actually educate us and be like, we actually have to take the initiative Because we're not going to be protected. And this happens in the food industry, the health industry, the medical industry, the dental industry, like all the industries, we have to be our own advocates. And so people like you, Dr. Michelle, are just golden nuggets in our society because I feel like I'm a very educated person and I still have no clue. I still have no clue about dentistry. It's one of those things where it's hard to find really good resources because even amongst holistic dentists, I keep hearing a disconnect. Like they keep saying, no, this is better. This is better. This is better. So thank you for being this like bright light in the middle of it all and like being educated and sharing your story of how you were injured and how you are stopping other people from getting injured as well.
1: It's interesting. I say this often that the change in dentistry isn't going to happen because of the profession. No. Because they don't have a need to change. No, they don't but the public does. And yeah. so this will be driven the exact way that functional medicine has been driven right. by the public and the public demand. So people need to demand this change. And I don't even like the word holistic, honestly, because when you say holistic, you know, it's the thing that I say mm-hmm. because people know what I mean, right. but mm-hmm. I don't like it because people think that like my office is going to have beads hanging in. Incense <laughs> and, you know, we're going to be making, doing chanting and you know, that that's what we're going to have. And then I wear tie dye mm-hmm. every day. People that come to my office, they're like, oh my goodness, this is the most technologically advanced place I have ever walked into. I'm like, that's exactly right. Because we know more about research. We know more about the way the body works. We know more about dentistry than any other dentist. Because I have to defend my position. I have to defend what we do. Because we're doing things differently. So I have to say, no, guess what? There is research. In fact, there's 15 research articles that have been written in the last year. Would you like to read them? You know, so this is the way we are. People get holistic, but I like to think of it even more as just a health-based dentist. Mm -hmm. Someone who considers your health in relation to your teeth. And a dentist that doesn't harm you while they help you. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, actually, ooh, that's a nice tagline. I'm gonna have to copy that one. <laughs> well, and, and, and I like that. It. And,
0: and you're done with that one. And you're seeing how d- teeth are like organs, and they correlate with they everything else. They they correlate with everything. And I never understood why dentists are like, oh yeah, our teeth. Like once you get a cavity, it never like it never heals itself. No, these are like bones. Bones heal themselves. Before we go into gut and stuff, can you talk to people about the ability that the body has to actually heal cavities and that kind of stuff? And what should we know around that? Because our teeth have blood vessels. They have nutrients going to them. They are constantly repairing themselves. What should we know? When do we know when we've taken it too far? How do we heal our cavities? Like, What would you recommend to people? And how would you want to educate the public on this topic right now?
1: Great question. You know, And really, it starts with the anatomy of a tooth. When you look at a tooth, the part that you're seeing is enamel. You've heard that. That's the enamel on the outside. That's a highly crystalline structure that has a lot of minerals in it. And the way a cavity starts is when minerals are pulled from the tooth. And once the minerals are pulled from the tooth, it leaves an open pore or an opening into the tooth. And that's what the bacteria crawl into, mm-hmm. in essence. They poop their acid. I like to tell kids that. They poop, <laughs> and that's the, po- the poop makes their cavities. What their uh, byproducts are is acid, and then that acid dissolves more minerals, because mm-hmm. that's what acid does. Acid dissolves things. It dissolves minerals. So mm-hmm. all we're doing when, we, when a cavity starts to be created is losing minerals in that outside enamel layer. This actually ties it directly into gut, so we can go there Perfect. for a moment. Perfect. Love it. Um, because when someone has a cavity, first of all, we start to think, okay, do you brush your teeth? But you know what? The majority of people do. It's not a lack of brushing or a lack of knowledge about I need to brush my teeth that usually leads to cavities these days. The second thing is diet because anything that's very acidic, and I talk to people all the time, oh gosh, I, I drink lemon water all day long because I've heard lemon water is very alkalizing. I'm like, mm-hmm. fabulous, but guess what? It's a pH of about 2.2 when yeah. it passes your tooth. So yeah. you cannot do that all day long because you're going to dissolve the minerals out of your tooth. What about yeah. all those
2: carbonated waters? Is that very acidic? Terrible. You know, Car- people who are drinking liquor Car- and all of that all day.
1: Carbonation is carbonic acid. It is extremely acidic. So it's dissolving your teeth. So if you're going to do it, I tell people, hey, lemon water is great. You're right. It does cause an alkalizing effect in the gut mm-hmm. because it, you create the opposite of the acid. You create an alkaline byproduct when right. you drink that. However, you shouldn't do it all day long. Right. You do mm-hmm. it once. You do it once in the morning. Mm-hmm. You alkalize the body and then you have to re-alkalize the mouth you have to allow saliva to do its job. And as long as you're acidifying it constantly by adding something acidic to the mouth, the saliva never has a chance to do what's called buffering Mm -hmm. or bring that alkaline level back up so the minerals can go back into the tooth. So that's what a cavity is. So if you understand what a cavity is, then you can all of a sudden understand what you need to do to be able to heal it. You need to put minerals back in. Mm -hmm. This is where gut health comes in because if your body One of the jobs of stomach acid, I know you know this and talk about this, I'm sure one of the jobs of stomach acid is to break apart mineral bonds. So when we eat food that have minerals in them, those bonds actually have to be broken to be able to be uptaken by the gut to uptake them and then utilize them. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't have enough stomach acid or your stomach activity is poor, you don't have the ability to break those bonds apart. Mm -hmm. So your body says, hey, I need minerals to run my brain. I need minerals to run my heart. I'm going to take it from wherever I can find it that isn't as necessary. Guess Mm -hmm. what? We can live without teeth. So I see cavities in people who have poor gut function because Mm -hmm. their body's stealing minerals from their teeth and their bones. We just can't see their bones. Stealing minerals from the teeth and the bones to feed the heart, the brain, other essential functions. Can I just add something to
0: that? Nine out of 10 people, or there's other polls too, but every time I do a poll, nine out of 10 people have digestive issues. And this is like thousands of people voting, right? And the number, what I call the holy grail to digestion is hydrochloric acid, it's stomach acid. Yep. And most of us are in such a stress response that we're in fight or flight all the time. We're in sympathetic dominance, right? And because we're busy moms or we haven't slept because we're raising children or work is stressful or life is stressful. And we just haven't been given these tools to like calm down. And so the, one of the number one reasons for low hydrochloric acid production is because of our stress. And yep. so that's leading to your drawing out minerals that's leading to your teeth decaying that like, oh my gosh, it's just the body just works synergistically, you guys. And it's just so beautiful that you, Dr. Michelle, bring in the teeth aspect because I never think to, to talk about teeth and health. And so I'm so grateful for you that you're bringing our attention to this and how it's just, it's just like the circle of life within
1: the it's body. Exactly right. So all the things that you're telling people to do to improve gut health is going to improve tooth health. Wow. So the key is you have to be able to eat minerals into the teeth. So for a little while, while people's guts are healing, we do things externally and internally to get more in. So we have products that we recommend. One is called Shine from mm-hmm. a company called Aura Wellness. Mm-hmm. I'm actually working to create some mouth care products right now with someone you might know that you mentioned previously. Anyway, we're really <laughs> excited to create some things that we will be remineralizing. And that's mm-hmm. why we call them remineralizing. We just need to add minerals back and that will heal teeth. Now here's what? the tricky part though. Once the demineralization happens through the outside layer, that enamel layer, it gets into the dentin and the bugs invade the inside part of the tooth. Mm-hmm. Once it gets there, there's like a super highway of tubules inside of the tooth. They're called dentinal tubules. They go everywhere because that's how things disseminate through the tooth. Nutrients come up through the center. They go through these little tubes. It's like the supply chain out to the enamel. Once the bugs get into that super highway, they spread quickly.
0: everywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's when we, when a dentist says, we're going to have to fix this cavity. This one, you can heal this one. We have to mm-hmm. fix because once it's gone to that dentin layer, it's very difficult to just add minerals back and have it heal because bacteria are now on the inside of the tooth, if that makes sense.
0: Perfect sense. Yeah. So here's my question are all dentists trained to see what cavity can be fixed and what can't? Because from my history with dentists, as soon as they see a cavity, they're like, you can't heal it. We got to fix this. So are people getting trained now or do we just need to find the right dentist to be like, yeah, this one you can reverse. Let's keep an eye on it. Actually this one we have to take away or clean up.
1: Interesting a question because they're actually trained to see the criteria that mm-hmm. I use. Mm-hmm. So We're trained to look and see how deep is that cavity? Has it gone through the enamel? Is it into the inside dentin layer? Every dentist knows how to do that. That's what we're looking at it on an x-ray is how deep is this cavity gone? But not every dentist is trained to say it's a shallower one. You know, it's not as deep. Mm -hmm. Yes, here's the protocol now to remineralize this. So you're going to have to find somebody who then knows how to take the conversation to the next step. But you can ask that. You can say, how deep is this? Is Mm -hmm. this still in the enamel? And they'll look at you shocked and go, why do you know that word? (laughs) You know, (laughs) you say, well, if it's still in the enamel, I'd like to remineralize it. Mm -hmm. So outside in it's products that you can put on the tooth that have high mineral content that can feed the tooth from the outside inside out Mm -hmm. is doing things like healing the gut, but adding a high mineral supplement that's really absorbable. So Mm -hmm. I love a liquid mineral supplement, a humic fulvic acid supplement. That's I call Mm -hmm. it dirt water. Mm -hmm. You know, I like people to drink some dirt water that will, that's highly absorbable, That the body doesn't have to work quite so hard to break apart. That's from the inside out. I also like homeopathic cell salts. Mm, They stimulate the body to bring the minerals to the area it needs to go. So there's some things that you can do from a remineralization standpoint, Mm -hmm. if the cavities are still in that outside layer. And you can even identify it when you're looking at a tooth. If it's along the gum line, you'll see it as a real white area. It mm-hmm. might not make sense. Once, once it gets to the brown, then you're deeper. Okay. But it's a real white area or sensitivity, anything like that, start
2: really laying on the minerals
1: and just add so, more to
2: your teeth. So that remineralization, just to recap on that, you said it does work both from the surface, like putting something on like certain toothpaste or a mouthwash or what, what would that look like? And then also from the inside out, both yep. would work, right? And I like to do both. I like to hit it from both directions. So the outside in, there's a product
1: called Shine from Oral Wellness. It's really good. Does that have the hydroxyapatite? It does have hydroxyapatite. Okay. Yep. And people need to know this. Actually, I've been researching hydroxyapatite a lot because it's actually what our teeth are made of, is Mm -hmm. hydroxyapatite. That's Mm -hmm. the crystalline structure. It's also the structure in bones. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to get hydroxyapatite, we have to get it from bones. So people need to understand this is animal product. It's from cow bones. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a hydroxyapatite product, it is going to be an animal product. If Mm -hmm. people are very, if they're very adamant against using any sort of an animal product, you can use a coral calcium Mm. that's not going to be as absorbable or as like to structure, but it is non-animal. So just know that. But yes, hydroxyapatite is the thing the teeth are made of. So you want to add it to the tooth. I was just literally yesterday formulating (laughs) tooth powder that has hydroxyapatite in it. So I know a lot about this right now. That's perfect. One
2: question I just want to ask, because I know there's probably a ton of people wondering, do you want to just touch a little bit on your opinion of fluoride? yes, let's do it. <laughs> so, I know we have so many questions that we so want to get many. through with you. Be, before, I, you answer, answer,
0: like, before you answer that, can we just go back to the remineralization? Because you said like stuff yeah. to take in that have minerals. Were you referring to that company called Ion Biome that has those minerals that help to re- like which?
1: There or- is multiple companies. The so mm-hmm. one I really like is called Mother Earth Labs, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a product called The Gift. You can find a lot of products that have humic and fulvic acid. What that is, Mm -hmm. is that's just deep deposits in the earth of organic matter. Mm -hmm. So it's literally earth's minerals that are available for us. That's why typically people like drinking dirt water. Because it's from the earth, it's dirt. So any humic and fulvic acid version is going to be more absorbable, and it's going to be uptakeable by your teeth, and you're going to be able to get a result quicker that way.
0: Okay, beautiful. I just wanted to because I know people are going to be asking like, what companies? and what one? What do I use? Yes,
1: yeah. Humic and fulvic acid is what you're wanting to look for, and I know it sounds like acid. Like, why would I do that? Mm -hmm. It's just it's the way that those minerals are structured. The way they're delivered from the earth to us.
0: Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead and answer that question about fluoride. I'm so sorry.
1: (laughs) Okay. So the reason that people started using fluoride is that they found that societies that had lower, that had higher fluoride in their water, which was well water. People were drinking well water. That was a natural source of water that they had all of a sudden had fewer cavities, but what they don't tell you is they also had high incidence of hyperfluoridosis, which is this high fluoride level it also affects the bones and made bones more brittle. Mm. Well, they saw the advantage to teeth. They went, well, they're not getting cavities. Well, yes, but they're also ugly. Yeah. They're, they have like these mottled brown and white splotchy things all over right. and their bones are bad. But well, they're not getting cavities. So the, the government said, you know what? Let's, let's put some fluoride in the water. I think this will really help with tooth decay. It mm. actually hasn't. When you look at research, you'll see that fluoride or cavity incidence has actually increased even during fluoridation days. So it has not done the intended purpose. The problem is, is there's always side effects with anything you add Mm -hmm. and fluoride is the only thing that's added to the water that treats the person, not the water. Think about that. Every other thing that's added to the water treats the water. Mm -hmm. They add chlorine to the water. It treats the water. You add fluoride to the water. It doesn't do anything to the water. It's treating Mm -hmm. the person. And I'll often say, well, well, it would it be okay if the government said, you know, everybody's a little too depressed? I think we ought to add Prozac exactly. to our water. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> you know,
1: let's do that yes. because that's what they said is they said, everybody's getting too, much, too many cavities, let's add fluoride to the water. Mm-hmm. Well, what if we add a Prozac to the water? What if I'm already on Prozac? Right. And I don't need right. anymore. All exactly. of a sudden I have too much. What mm-hmm. if my child is drinking as much water as I am and now they're getting the same dose of Prozac as I am? Mm-hmm. And what if I don't need Prozac? I'm exactly. actually pretty dang happy. Exactly. Why do I need to be medicated for a thing that I don't have? I'm, so I always use those because people, like when you say something I like love that, I go, that. why would yes. I want to do that? Well, it, well it's the same thing. So mm-hmm. the side effects of fluoride is that it creates a harder and more brittle crystal. On your mm-hmm. tooth, it's okay. Because it does create a harder crystal that you can't get a a cavity in as well. Mm -hmm. That's great. Unfortunately, it does it to your bones too. So a harder, more brittle bone leads to higher rates of bone fracture. And they've shown this, that there's higher rates of hip fractures than areas that are highly fluoridated. That's crazy. That's one big side effect. The other big side effect is iodine. Fluoride and iodine are on, next to each other. If you remember your, your uh, high school chemistry, yeah. they're, they're next halogens. to each other on the periodic table, which mm-hmm. means they're com- they are competition for each other mm-hmm. in binding sites. So fluoride will also bind wherever iodine will. Well, iodine is the thing that activates thyroid hormone. So mm-hmm. if fluoride is bound to it instead of iodine, you will show thyroid hormone on a blood test. Every, they'll say, oh, no, you're fine, but it's not usable. So they're actually starting to call this type two hypothyroidism, right. where it's not detectable on a blood test. However, you have inactive or unusable thyroid hormone because it's been activated by fluoride rather than iodine. Huge mm-hmm. issue. I mean, how many people do you know that are hypothyroid? So so like one I, in three
0: women. It's insane. Yeah.
1: So I say, listen, cavities are not a deficiency of fluoride. Right. They're not. Right. We don't need fluoride. Like it's not a component of tooth structure. So it's right. not a deficiency of fluoride. Mm-hmm. So why are we adding something to the tooth? It's a deficiency of minerals. Right. Mm-hmm. Add minerals. Don't add fluoride. Because and it's minerals do. have no side effects. Well, and it's other lifestyle. Other ones. And, and <laughs> I'm lifestyle I'm so glad too. you that. I,
0: I know because like we can't put fluoride in, but then tell Americans to eat the standard American diet, right? It's not negating what standard American diet is doing to your body and doing to your tooth health. And that's what we keep doing. We keep trying to band-aid, band-aid so that we don't take accountability and actually look at the elephant that's in the room. And the elephant in the room is our lifestyle. And our lifestyle is killing us, but then we are placated by fluoride and we're placated by anti-inflammatories and antidepressants and and like yeah, and, and that and culture needs yeah, all these
1: other things to, yeah all
0: these other things and that culture you guys needs to stop because we actually need to see we're not really being protected we're being like sedated into like a false security and it's not health it's not helping us it's not helping our children we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker we just interviewed ben bickman he's a professor over at byu and he was talking about how, looks. oh, he's brilliant. Oh my gosh. And he was saying, he is
2: actually a doctor. Is I think he? he is. Like oh he yeah, because he has a PhD. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right. He has a doctor. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Dr. Pickman. And he was saying how yep. cancer is going to surpass heart disease as the number one killer in America. And that is because of our lifestyle. It's not because our environment is changing. It's because we are not taking the initiative to protect our bodies. And you're seeing that in dentistry. We're not protecting our teeth.
1: I have to tell you a story yes. because even though it's not on topic, it's about what you just said. I, I want to hear it. Yesterday. Okay. So yesterday I went to get my hair done because I haven't in six months because of COVID and I was looking really bad. No, so <laughs> it I looks amazing. By the way, your hair looks you amazing. Do? She did a very nice job yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I didn't know this girl. I'd never seen her before. And she starts, you know, we're just chatting, whatever. And I asked her where she lived. And she said, oh, I'm living in my boyfriend's parents' basement because he's had some health challenges. And I said, oh, really? You know, I'm nosy. I'm like, well, you know, what challenges does he have? Because I think, well, I can help. <laughs> um, so she said, actually, he has cancer. He has something's called rhabdomyosarcoma. And I mm. said, oh, it's muscle then. You know, I know what that is. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's muscle. And she said, yes, that's a tumor. He has a tumor in his stomach right now and in his pelvis area. And so I sat there and I started processing again, organs and teeth are connected. Everything's connected. And I said, okay, then has he ever had injury to one of his front teeth? He has heavy, has he ever damaged it? Has he had a root canal? Anything I said, because the pelvis region is connected to front teeth. And he looked, she looked at me and she said, his brother hit him in the face and he has a dead tooth right here. I said, I knew it. And she's like, how did you know that?
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I said, because I that goosebumps. causes a weakness oh in, the said, <sighs> in the pelvic region. I said, that tooth needs to come out immediately. Wow. Immediately. That's amazing. The reason oh cancer gosh. is increasing is because we are yeah. not really understanding the cause of inflammation in the body. right? And when we don't understand the cause of inflammation in the body, it goes unchecked. And all of the band-aids and things yep. that we cover the inflammation with do nothing to repair the problem and our right. body just responds the only way it knows how to. Right. So anyway, it was just, it was just That's crazy. I'm like, here's my card. <laughs> and I would like to
0: see him, him in
1: too, because he's stage wow. four. I mean, you know all about this, Johnny. you know, you know exactly what this looks like. He's 25 years old. And I'm like, you know what? We've got yeah. to fix things we have to stop this we have to stop this,
0: and it's so unnatural to have people so sorry like
1: people Like people
0: it's like their their fathers are dying their children are dying their spouses like why is this happening you know like cancer used to be an old person's disease and it's not like I was just thinking the other day sorry to turn this about my life but like I'm 33 And I've been dealing with this for five years and my husband's been dealing with this. He was 33 when he was diagnosed. Like we are babies. I was just going to say you're babies. We are babies (laughs) dealing with old people problems. Do you know what I mean? And it's not and it's not kind and it's not fair. We need to do better for our children. We're kind of stuck in it. Like this has been the buildup over the past 20, 30, 40 years of dysfunction in our food and our lifestyles and how everything's been changing and how this industrial revolution has just really screwed us over. Let's just call a spade a spade, right? And we're just so sick. And it's not because that happened five years ago. It's been building up over the past 50 years where we're just exposed to tons of toxins and toxic foods. But now we're getting educated. We're seeing the ramifications of the past 40, 50 years and how it's destroying our families, destroying, like devastating, completely devastating our families, our young families. We listeners need to do something. We need to do better for our children. Like we need to help our children because it's not too late for them. It isn't. So let's help them. So anyways, thank you, Michelle, for being mm-hmm. a part of this movement and for waking us all up.
1: And I think that's perfect segue into talking some about breathing and sleep. Yes, because this is about kids, too. It's about kids. Mm. And this is something that's killing them as well in a slow, stealthy, you yes. know, maybe you don't even understand what's happening way. So when we talk about the standard American diet. It's interesting. Dr. Weston Price, if you're into nutrition yes. at all, you I know love I love Dr. Name. Weston Price. You know, I love him. He, he was a dentist. Mm-hmm. People oh. don't always know that. Did I, you know that? I didn't Dr. know Price? that. That's his whole story. He was a dentist. He oh was gosh. the head of the research department of the American Dental Association in the mm-hmm. 1930s. I
0: had no clue. He was
1: practicing in, in Ohio and he was disturbed at how he was seeing more cavities, particularly in children. Okay, wow. This is after they started fluoridating, interestingly wow. enough. So he wanted to go and study indigenous societies to see how their dental health their diet impacted their dental health. And the reason that he's so impactful is because he had a camera so we can see it. And he was able to go and find places that hadn't been touched by the standard diet yet. We couldn't find them today. We couldn't find what it had today because everybody's been touched by the standard diet. So as he studied that, what he found is as diet changes, the growth and development and facial structures changed. And he has, if you go look at his book, his book's like three inches thick. It's right back there. He has picture after picture after picture showing facial changes. Even the, my favorite picture is two brothers side mm-hmm. by side. One had been eating the, the diet that was traditional and one had been starting to eat, add sugar to his diet, and eat more of a modernized diet. You can see the change in their facial structures. Yeah. They have the same genetics. Yeah. The growth and development is different. So what he found is that jaw started forming narrower. We started getting long facial development and very narrow noses. Now, yeah. we might think, oh, great. We like small noses. No, no, no. Not so good. What all that growth and development change has led to, that as well as sippy cup and pacifier usage mm-hmm. has led to a lot of mm-hmm. long, skinny, narrow faces. And long, skinny, narrow faces make it very difficult to actually get air into our bodies. So mm-hmm. the children end up mouth breathing, They end up hanging the mouth open just to try to get enough air. When air doesn't pass through the nose, it doesn't create all sorts of a hormone cascade that helps with attention, helps with sleep. It helps with all sorts of things. So all of a sudden we see bedwetting in children. We see raising incidences of ADHD. Mm -hmm. We see focus issues. We see growth and development issues. A lot of children that are small for their age that shouldn't be or massive weight gain in kids, kids that that are fat, that Mm -hmm. shouldn't be fat. We see so many changes in the facial structure and it's so 100% related to diet, to what what we're eating and we're all doing it. I mean, I think this is why people have to get their wisdom teeth out now. People, you know, 500 years ago, had room for all 32 teeth in their head. Do you think God really made something that had to be removed? No. Well, of course not, because it wasn't able to be removed until, know. you know, 19, 1907 wow. or whatever. You know, all Don't of we- a sudden our faces aren't big enough yeah. for even the teeth that we're born with. Yeah. And then, you know, all the crooked teeth. I mean, I have two brothers that are orthodontists. Well, their lives are really great because of our poor diets. I yeah. guess <laughs> everybody has crooked teeth. Yeah, it's true. Why do they have crooked teeth? Well, it has, and- Diet. Well, I grew up in
0: South Africa and I can tell you, well, especially the age that I was growing up, which was like 30 years ago, but hardly anyone had braces. Hardly anyone. Like I never got braces and everyone's teeth formed so much better. When I came to the United States, everyone had braces. Everyone. And I'm like, oh yeah. What is wrong with ever like I just thought, is this genetic? I thought it was genetic. I did. Like, this is literally stuff that went through my head as a 15 year old moving to the United States. And I was just shocked. And then I thought, well, maybe Americans are just obsessed with perfect teeth. I think they are too, but (laughs) that's that's a part of it. But still, I'm like, why are so many kids my age having like all these tooth issues, you know? And so
1: um, they're eating Wonder Bread and bologna. That's why. (laughs)
0: Right. So can you tell us what is happening as they are eating? Is it because they are eating soft foods? So they're not strengthening like the muscles around their teeth. Like, What is happening like with the hard palate and the soft palate in the mouth? Like, can you break this down for us?
1: Yep. So it's interesting because I adopted my son. My third son is adopted and we adopted him when he was two and a half. He was extremely malnourished when we got him. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that his birth mother said, she knew I was a dentist and she said, I'm so glad he's going to you because you're going to be able to fix his teeth. And I'm thinking he's two. What does he have going on? Already, his teeth were so messed up. Like you couldn't. Instead of like four teeth in the front, they were like airplane runways. Wow. Two teeth, two teeth behind them, two teeth behind. Oh them.
0: my That's gosh! Okay,
1: it is a two-year-old, and his permanent teeth haven't been any better. He's been like through braces like I don't know, fifteen times now. He is fifteen. <laughs> wow. um, what I found out is the maxilla, which is the upper jaw, is the first bone impacted by malnutrition. Wow! In the whole body. So, in the whole body. Oh my gosh. So wow. in our what? society, we are the most malnourished, overfed society ever on the planet Earth. Yeah. We have more food than we need. We have less nutrients than we need. Oh my gosh. Because our food doesn't have nutrients. So the maxilla is the first bone impacted by malnutrition. Wow. So his jaw didn't grow. It didn't grow because he didn't have enough nutrition to help it grow, which leads to all the things you've described. Is this the same as like, because this happened to my
0: son, when his front teeth started growing out, they started rotting immediately. Like they didn't form enamel. Is that the same thing? Because he just didn't have enough nutrition. Most likely. And so have have you ever heard of that happening with kids and like, how can moms fix that? What are they supposed to do? Because Mm. I was that mom. I didn't know what to do. So my kids, pediatric Mm. dentist was like, we're just going to do all these root canals and put all these fake teeth in. So he had like half his mouth was fake teeth and I am dying inside. Like I'm just dying inside. As I hear you talk, what are we supposed to do for our children when this happens? Because it's actually happening more and more and more. I see it more and more in in the mom Facebooks and people are like, what do we do? Like, do I just keep brushing their teeth? Do we put like a coating on?
1: What would you do? It's minerals like crazy. And then, yes, there are things like hydroxyapatite varnishes that are just on the forefront now, things Mm -hmm. that we can add to teeth. It's minerals, 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 the powder on the teeth, the minerals in the the body. All the time you have to add minerals to the body. You Mm. have to give it enough nutrients to be able to grow properly. It's also sometimes heat. So it can be a high fever that can mm-hmm. cause that as well. Mm-hmm. So ear infections, things like that, which are often dietary related, yeah. are very commonly the cause of tooth defects as well. Anything that that heats the body up to a high temperature during growth and development time of those teeth will affect the way that the tooth mm-hmm. actually forms. So I can look at someone's mouth and I'll, and I'll look at them, they'll, they'll laugh at me and I'll say... You had earaches. You had really bad wow. earaches when you were two years old, right? And they're like, how do you know that? Amazing. Oh my gosh. I can see which teeth were You're, developing when you were two. And I can see oh a line, gosh. a band right through the center of them that didn't develop properly. That's amazing. when you had those ear infections. You oh, are like the
0: tooth gosh. whisperer. I just love this so much. It's amazing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So I have another question because are we, let's say I ate poorly and, and now like my facial structure is smaller. Are my kids going to inherit that? because here's no, the thing. no. okay so no. i have a personal question and i know this is probably like a lot of moms are probably having this issue too my newborn baby satori my second one she came out of the womb and 4 days later she was snoring and she has never stopped snoring like what is happening for our children like that and how can we help them? Like, is, are they just, is that genetic or did she inherit that? And like, is there a solution to all of these small mouths for our children? Like save us, Dr. Michelle.
1: (laughs) So one piece is genetic is lip and tongue ties. Okay. And it's a midline deficiency. So when you talk about midline deficiency, and she has tons of those. MTHFR. Mm-hmm. If people know about MTHFR, it's going to create a midline deficiency. Can you lift, tire, midline? Can
0: you talk about more midline deficiencies that people can see other than like, are you familiar with like the stork bite and the dimp, the sacral dimple? Are you familiar with those?
1: There's tons of them that okay. show up as those midline pieces. Mm-hmm. The really easiest one is to lift, lift the t- up their top lip yep. and lift up their tongue. Okay. And if you see that there's a tight band of, t- of tissue, Mm-hmm. Underneath the top lip or underneath the tongue, if the tongue doesn't just come freely up, if there's a little, you know, like a rubber band holding down, mm-hmm. that's a midline deficiency. We know that things have happened yeah. along the midline growth and development time during, you know, just even pre-birth, yeah. and those things largely are genetic. They're determined, and I, okay. I believe, I'm. This is this is personal belief, but I believe that those genes are dominant, and we're starting to see more and more mm-hmm. as they are impacting our civilization people are you know marrying and having children and they each have it and now we have people with double that's why i got sick Mm -hmm. i didn't know but that's why i got sick my dad's a dentist as well didn't get sick for mercury still practicing at age 70 that's why i got sick because i am double mthfr i was not Mm -hmm. able to process the mercury the same way my dad does Mm -hmm. So these are things that you can identify right off the bat with that baby. So most likely lip tie, tongue tie in your, yep. li- in your little one. Probably. And, and, then, and
2: then what does that mean? From So let's say they, they do identify those symptoms. What does that mean then, that you don't have? Does that have to do with MTHFR or does that have to do with breathing? Or what does that have to do oftentimes it does indicate MTHFR, but that doesn't mean, you know, it's that's
1: fine. You you just figure out what you have to do, which it's typically a methylation or a processing problem. Mm -hmm. So you have to know that moving forward when anytime you get medical work done, anytime you have other products, but from airway standpoint, what does that mean? The tongue's job is to form the upper jaw. That's part of what the tongue does. If you think about a baby that's nursing or suckling, The tongue goes up to the roof of the mouth against whatever they're suckling against. And that's the motion that they make to nurse and to swallow and to drink and everything else. If the tongue is unable to go up because it's tied down to the floor of the mouth, if it's unable to go up, it comes forward to do those motions. Mm. The upper jaw then forms narrow because Mm. it doesn't have the force of the tongue going up and spreading the jaw. Oh
0: my god! So you get a
1: narrow top jaw development impacted again by nutrition. If somebody has, you know, poor nutrition, so you get a very narrow job. Yeah. Well, it's like if I'm trying to cook Thanksgiving dinner inside the kitchen in my trailer, it's not going to work because I have so much stuff and it just doesn't fit. So the same thing happens in a mouth. There's so many structures that need to be inside of that mouth, but if the top jaw is too narrow, they can't all fit. Yeah. So the tissue hangs back in the back of the mouth and that's where the snore comes from because as air passes by that tissue, it vibrates. And that's a snore. So most likely your baby has a very small upper jaw genetically, perhaps because of MTHFR, you know, some genome issues. So she has the lip
0: tie too. Mm-hmm.
1: yep you gotta she, get those clipped and people yeah. are like do I have to do it the answer is absolutely yes. you okay. do because it's going to impact the growth and development of oh that child gosh. it's so much easier to let that tongue do its job yeah. rather than have to go back now at a six-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 25-year-old oh and gosh. undo what didn't happen during the growth phase does that make sense
0: perfect sense and and again I'm sitting here as a mom and I'm just dying inside like <laughs> where were you in my life like three years ago when this is like, because I just didn't know. And I didn't know who to trust. Like I spoke to other dentists and I just kept getting so confused and no one could explain it to me the way you are explaining it. So now they're not sleeping properly. What is that doing to their bodies? And what are some signs that they aren't sleeping? Like, and how alarmed should we be by this? And I'm going to tell listeners right now, as a mom, I'm already triggered. I'm already like, I'm sweating as I'm sitting here. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I have so much work to do. I'm sorry.
1: I'm That's okay. sorry. This is, good. Can this can is so this good. We can do this again. No, no no. no, no. no. This, <laughs> is so so this is so good. This is
0: so good. This is so, because we all need to know this, right? Like we need to yeah. do better. And I'm so, so grateful that you're here. So educate us, Like wake us up and tell us how we can save our children.
1: <laughs> the signs are restless sleep, snoring, tangled bed sheets, you know, that sort of thing. Bedwetting, yeah. enormous and focus issues. So if they're having ADHD, anything like that, as well as deep breathing. Like my son, I could always tell when he fell asleep in the car because mm-hmm. all of a sudden I could hear, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm like, yep. oh, John's asleep. Yep. You know, I can always tell. Those are all signs that they are not getting enough air. What do you do about it? That's the good news. We have options and solutions. And
0: what's the (laughs) long-term ramification of that? Because I think you threw out a statistic earlier and it just, it shook me like in one of our previous emails. So can you tell listeners about like the long-term ramification?
1: So two thirds of Americans have some sort of sleep disorder and that sleep disorder is going to lead to a reduction, 25% reduction in the length of life. So okay. if I figure, okay, I'm going to live to hundred. Nope. I'm going to live to 80 because I don't breathe when I sleep. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to leave to 80. Nope. You're going to live to like, live to like 72 because mm-hmm. you didn't breathe or sleep. So it's going to reduce life expectancy by nearly a quarter when you yeah. don't sleep. Wow, It's enormous. And it also increases the risk of heart disease. If any inflammatory disease, because of the lack of oxygen is inflammatory oxygen yeah. is the thing that keeps alive, you alive, brings us to life. Mm-hmm. Basically. It's extremely inflammatory. We can't get rid of free radicals. We can't get rid of any of those things. So if we don't breathe, it leaves us also, we're going to go right back to what you talked about with the fight or flight sympathetic, over, sympathetic overload. If you're not breathing, your body is going to be stuck in sympathetic overdrive. So you're not. Your gut's going to stop working. You're going to stop healing. You're going to stop regenerating. All of those things I call sleep the construction zone. It's when your body goes to work. Well, if you can't go there, you never are going to be able to heal. You're never going to be able to get better. This is a conversation I have every single day, about 10 times a day with people. So we have to fix this in children and Mm -hmm. adults if we are going to have any kind of quality of life. Can
0: I add something to that too? Because when I was, I still work in the clinic, but when I was seeing a lot of kids, a lot of kids from like the age of eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, all the way in their teens, they're coming with more and more mood disorders, like anxiety and depression. And so, when we think about their inability to sleep properly because of the structure of their mouth, because they're not eating nutrition or because of MTHFRG gene mutations, compounding that with like blue lighting and the amount of screen time, our children mm. don't even have a chance. You guys, they don't have mm. a chance. Like, we are setting them up for failure because we're blasting blue light after the sun sets. They're constantly in front of screens. We're constantly overstimulating their brain. They're yeah. sleep deprived now and they're nutrient depleted. Like, it's just this perfect storm for disease to set in, and for them to not live a long and vibrant life. So let's do better. Let's do better, you guys.
1: (laughs) From an airway perspective, we can do better. There's actually yes. interceptive appliances that we can use. So when we identify these issues, first of all, we clip those ties mm-hmm. so that the body can help to to develop itself. We make sure the nose is working, that you can actually breathe through the nose. Even some simple things like those breathe right strips actually mm-hmm. will help some. And then we have some appliances. One's called Myobrace. and another's called Healthy Start. These are appliances that can start as young as two years old that can help form the upper jaw correctly. Mm-hmm. If we can intercept this while they're growing, it's so much easier <laughs> to yeah. fix. Mm. And we never promise that they're not going to need braces. I mean, yeah. you never need braces, honestly. Braces are usually a, you know, a desire. Cosmetic. We, we mm-hmm. say, okay, you're not going to want braces later, but a large majority of the time, you're not going to want braces later because your yeah. teeth actually form correctly because your tongue goes up. It's also partnered with exercises. We do exercises to retrain the tongue to go up when, we, when it's released. We have to teach it how to do that because wow. I forgot how to do it. So we retrain the, the tongue muscles, we retrain retrain the swallowing muscles. And these kids mm-hmm. do these exercises. As an adult, what can we do? We can do the same thing. We actually have jaw expanding appliances in adults wow. that will that they don't just tip the teeth because that's not what we want. We want the jaw to be wider. They actually will help that the suture or the division in the roof of the mouth grow. But we can help to actually add bone there. And a lot of sleep appliances for adults. I and mean, this is this is an epidemic in, in adults weight gain, adrenal problems, can't heal autoimmune diseases. All of these things are signs that you're not breathing at night. If you're waking up at night, if you can't stay awake at night, if you're having to get up to go to the bathroom five times a night, guess what? When you aren't getting enough oxygen, your body actually delivers or deposits a lot of ammonia in your kidney. Oh well, gosh. the kidney will not tolerate that. So it will right. wake you up and get rid of the ammonia. So if you're going to the bathroom a lot at night, you're, you're not breathing. You're not sleeping. So we we can do sleep studies, actually at home sleep studies, where we it mails, it gets mailed to you, and we can determine exactly what's happening while you're sleeping. And then if all we do, a lot of the appliances that doctors do is just bring the jaw forward. Well, it does help and that it opens the airway slightly, but it damages the jaw joints over long term use. So it's not a solution, it's a band-aid to the problem.
2: We have solutions. Okay. We have to this is so interesting to make that. Job. I want to do a sleep study now. Just, would a sleep study be good just for anyone to do to see, Absolutely. like, because it
1: may be? I have no idea. Of, yeah, ninety percent of sleep disturbance or sleep disturbances are undiagnosed. Um, that means ninety percent of the people that are listening to us right now have most likely. Well, two thirds of the people have a sleep problem. Ninety percent of them don't know it.
2: And is I've, there any situation where snoring would be okay and normal? And you're like, it's fine. <laughs> never. never have a,
1: People say, oh, my kids are so cute. They snore. I'm like, they're dying. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're not saying that. Are you saying that out loud? Are
0: you saying that in your head? Because
1: it depends on the person. (laughs) I love you. You know, that's something that I would do too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if they're uh, already crying I don't say that yeah you right <laughs> right. you're
0: like we should probably address this very
2: gently yeah. and fast <laughs> I exactly. love that yeah. I want to do a sleep <laughs> study now this is so interesting No, it's yeah. it's yeah. I want everyone I know to do I want like my whole family everyone to do right. a sleep study
0: so Dr. Michelle you were talking about different types of like palate expanders is there a good better best and what is like the benefit to each one because I keep hearing about these different brands and And some dentists say, no, we don't work with kids after the until they're six and older. Some are saying we can work. You just said two and up. Like, what is your opinions on these different types? And one, if you're local, just just go and see Dr. Michelle Jorgensen. As soon as we finish here, I'm actually scheduling with your your clinic for my (laughs) entire family. But what should we be looking out for as far as like brands go?
1: There are some brands. This is an up and coming thing in dentistry. Thank heavens. People Mm -hmm. are starting to pay attention to it more. So the two brands for children are the Mile Brace or Healthy Start. There's also something called an Alpha Appliance that can be used in children. Those are all effective. They all work. Typically they're similar in the way that they work. For an adult, the appliance was called a DNA appliance. Has nothing to do with your DNA. They I think they trick people by calling Mm -hmm. it that. It stands for daytime, nighttime appliance, Mm -hmm. but it was purchased by a company called Vivos. So that may have been a name you've heard is Vivos. It's Mm -hmm. the company that purchased that appliance and the rights to use it. They have since really uh, widened their their market, which I love. However, it's also put this appliance in the hands of some doctors who are not entirely trained, (laughs) if that makes sense. So um, there are some, the appliance may not matter as much as the person who's helping you with that appliance. Okay. All right. Make uh, sure they have some experience with actually treating this, this problem, that they're not just doing this as a new moneymaker, <laughs> which can it. happen okay. in dentistry. All
0: right. Well, Dr. Michelle, this has been so eye-opening. You've given us a lot to ponder. And how can people find you and how can they learn more from you?
1: Yes, please. Everyone, I have so much information on websites. website. So my dental office is called TotalCareDental.com. Please go there. There's a lot of information. People are often wondering, where do I just find answers to these questions? I have all sorts of videos. I have all sorts of things that you can download or just go there and find information. I'm happy to share it. We're on Instagram, the same thing, Total Care Dental Utah. And then I have a side gig that I like to do. It's called Living Well with Dr. Michelle. where I talk about diet. I teach you how to cook these things. I teach you actually how to grow these things, um, how to incorporate all this into a self-sufficient lifestyle. So that you can take these things in your own hands and not have to depend on agencies and governments and whoever else that we depend on, even stores, Amazing. that you can actually provide for yourself what you need. So that's, again, com or on Instagram, Facebook as well. You can find me everywhere. Just get the information and start learning.
2: Just real quick. And you also said that, like, if people do want to do a sleep study, that they can do it at home. So I'm not local. I'm San Diego. Could I do a sleep study with you and get some information and results and all that, even if I'm not local?
1: Yep. We do virtual consults for people all over the world, actually. So we consult with you. We talk with you about your needs. And then, yep, the sleep study is a remote system where we sign you up on an online portal. They send it to you at home. You send it back in, and we get a sleep diagnosis.
0: Awesome. You are such a gift to this community. Thank you, Dr. Michelle. Thank Um, you for
1: the opportunity. Absolutely.
0: And thank you listeners for tuning in. Hopefully you loved this podcast episode as much as I did. And if you did, please leave a rating or a review and we will get you next week. Thanks everyone.